First part of session 81. Let's talk here about the dedication to service. Let's begin. In this session, we're entering a conversation about the first part, at least the conversation between Don and Ra went into, once again, it triggered by Carla's own uh, state on her energy levels. It opened up this initial discussion about the consequences of the contact and the uh, the dynamics of how uh, she would get into this uh, trans state and uh, all the details we're going to talk about it but this is the first discussion that starts session 81 and then we're going to get into the cycle of the body which we already sort of explored with the first two archetypes of matrix and potentiator so we're going to expand on that a little bit more because it's right in the middle of the session or around the middle of the session i'm not sure if i'm going to get all the way there um perhaps because it requires and i think i want to do it in just one shot so we can get the whole picture of this process of the body at least from my perspective so i'm not sure if i'm going to get there but we have to begin at some point and we, we may just touch on the catalyst of the body. Maybe not, we'll see. But the one thing that we're going to talk about for sure is this dynamic of the contact with Ra. And how does that uh, leave us anything for us that is practical or useful? So let's begin with that. And the first question that we have is the one that Don always asks. Could you first please me please tell me the condition of the instrument? And Ross says the physical complex energy is in deficit at this particular space-time nexus due to prolonged psychic accentuation of pre-existing distortions. The remainder of the energy complex levels are as previously stated. So um, let's just continue reading what Don says. Is this the reason for the instrument's feeling of interrupted weariness? Ra says, there are portions of your space-time in which this may be said to be symptomatic of the psychic greeting reaction. However, the continual weariness is not due to psychic greeting, but is rather an inevitable consequence of this contact. So this is what starts the, um, the conversation and I think out of the first answer that Ra gave, physical complex energies and deficits that we kind of know already <laughs> from Carla, uh, due to prolonged psychic accentuation of pre-existing distortions. This is not clarified further, but it seems to me that this psychic accentuation is another word for psychic attack or psychic greeting especially because Ra uses the words pre-existent distortions, which is the window in which the negative entity can uh, create these 
episodes, events, or uh, exacerbations of whatever it is that is present. And I have talked about this in the past, how we can relate to this type of distortions or pre-existing distortions, meaning that you can only be um, affected by your own weaknesses. And so if you strengthen those weaknesses, so to speak, then you become less of a target for these negative distortions, you see? So that's why I think uh, Ra is talking about here. Psychic accentuation of pre-existing distortion seems like what they were talking about with the psychic attacks and or greetings as they called it afterwards. Uh, and the remainder of the energy complex levels are as previously stated. Now, but this led to Don asking, uh, what was the reason of this uninterrupted weariness? So Carla was feeling weary. And Ra says something actually interesting. They say that the continual weariness is not due to psychic greeting, but is an inevitable consequence of this contact. So we're going to get into that. Why is it an inevitable consequence of the contact with Ra? Um, and just to be thorough, Ra did say at the beginning that there are portions of the space-time in which uh, this may be symptomatic of the psychic gradient reaction, but not this case, at least not the majority of the weirdness that Carla was feeling. So let's talk about that. Don says in question three, why is this an inevitable consequence? What is the mechanism of contact creating weariness? Ra explains, the mechanism creating weariness is that connection betwixt the density wherein this instrument's mind-body-spirit complex is safely kept during these workings and the altogether variant density in which the instrument's physical body complex resides at this space-time. As the instrument takes on more of the coloration of the resting density, the third density experience seems more heavy and wearisome. This was accepted by the instrument as it desired to be of service. Therefore, we accept also this effect about which nothing of which we are aware may be done. So uh, <laughs> I feel like Rog got ahead of Don by saying we have no idea what to do about this. <laughs> we can't do anything, um, right? Because Don would always ask, is there something we can do to alleviate this? So <laughs> uh, little things that you can see Rob being clever there to maybe save some time and energy. So, okay, interesting. Uh, let's call it dynamic, right? I, I think I would call it dynamic of this contact. Uh, and there are some important um, takeaways for us in general. So, okay, so the mechanism creating the weirdness is that connection between the densities, basically, sixth density and, um, and third density. Why did I say sixth density? Because I, I can't remember if this already, I already talked about it or if this in other sessions, but the 
it's, it's hard to talk about Carla instrument and mind body spirit complex <laughs> three uh, linked things but um, different right let's use mind body spirit complex as Ross used here uh, that is residing in sixth density while they use the body the instruments the um, Carla's um, chemical body right so what would happen is that Carla would go in trance and then her mind body spirit complex would be resting in sixth density and that was something that I think I already mentioned in one of the, the sessions where they talked about it but in essence her mind-body-spirit complex would be in sixth density, uh, guarded by those of Ra, and then she would come back. When she would come back, she would feel this, this effect. And like I said, we're going to explore it a little bit more. But that's what's happening. I think there's something else that I wanted to mention here. Density in which the instrument's physical body complex. I think that was said. It's just just a refresher in that. I think there was another refresher I wanted to mention, but um, yeah. So that's happening, okay. And I don't think there's much else I can say. Um, trying to think. I think I had something else, but okay. In any case, that's all we need to know her visual oh yeah maybe maybe the yeah a little bit visualization here is that um so our consciousness is in third density right now that's what we experience that that's what we're having at this moment um but we have analogs in ourselves in which when we go to meditation for example we can experience these analogs of and even in, in the physical reality, of course. I'm just saying that there are more expedited ways of experiencing these other densities in our analog experience of the energy centers. So keep that in mind because that's going to be useful for, for the practical or um, the useful applications or what we can derive out of this this conversation so yeah i think that's all i'm going to mention until now this was accepted by the instrument as a desire to be of service this is another point ra says that uh, this is accepted by the instrument so did she consciously know it well she didn't consciously know exactly what this was going to to be but when you decide to do work it's almost like your own devotion allows you to or gives permission to these kind of um, dynamics right so um, it's almost like unconsciously accepted because i wouldn't say that carla knew oh yes you know i'm going to be in sixth density and then when i come back i'm going to feel feel this uh weariness as <laughs> part of the effect of me uh, not residing in this density and then coming back as a, as a means to create the contact. So Ra says that 
we accept also this effect about which nothing of which we are aware may be done. Um, we accept also this effect. I suppose they're saying uh, we accept it and know that there's not much we can do in terms that you know we're not trying to alleviate this effect this is just part of the natural um, dynamic yes that's going to happen as long as you have contact much like the result of prolonged meditations will cause a an effect on on your reality here and this is something sought after by many and rejected by others so yeah it's it's something that is either accepted or rejected by people so there we go let's move on question four don says is the effect a function of the number of sessions and has it reached a peak level or will it continue to increase in effect it's a good question Ra says the wearing effect will continue but should not be confused with the physical energy levels having only to do with the, as you would call it, daily round of experience. In this sphere, those things which are known already to aid this instrument will continue to be of aid. You will, however, notice the gradual increase in transparency, shall we say, of the vibrations of the instrument. So, um, let's not confuse wearying of the spiritual nature to the physical one um that's important especially because don always wanted to know what else to to do to aid carla in uh, her process in her yeah in, in her dedication to the service and there's uh, there's nothing like Ra said that I also feel like this is not this is not so much a problem I mean I guess it can be seen as a problem but um, dying of old age at least in the intended version of dying of old age not dying sick or anything um, it's usually characterized by feeling fatigued and it's a tiredness of just yeah i'm just tired of life you know i'm not tired of life that i i want to die but i'm just i i i feel like i have nothing else to do you know i i'm okay with everything that that would be a peaceful death right that everybody would love and that's what we are meant to have as third density beings so we want to you know because go back to death now um, I would dare to say that most people die with some regrets and feeling uh, incomplete that they could have done more or whatever other uh, distorted views of themselves they have at the moment of death right so if we take all that away and we simply have a uh, placid very simple um, experience of feeling fatigued, feeling, uh, yeah, uh, weary about your life and saying, I think I've done enough. You know, I just, just want to, uh, my life to end. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to. That's another thing we have in society. You have to live. You have to live. Why? Uh, somebody wants to die, that's 
perfectly um, perfectly uh, fine decision you see and I guess for us it's a little bit gray that you know you want to die it's because you're you're not happy with your life you know you can you can be happy with your life and die that's 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 fine uh, my father actually died this way in in his own way <laughs> uh, even though if it was a little bit unconscious but I remember talking to him when he was in his his last two weeks um, and we didn't even know that he was going to die and I think I've mentioned this in this podcast before but um, I sent him a voice note and because we we were in different countries and I I simply encouraged him and said don't feel that you know dying is a terrible thing you know if if that's what you want to do because he was facing the possibility of uh, cancer treatment and so on and, and told the same thing to my mom you know it's okay to die we have a taboo about death that we need to um, as a, as a culture I think we need to um, to normalize a bit more so this this is what what I'm referring to here and I think this is the same effect why because it is a disconnect between the experience of higher densities with third density I feel like I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with other information that is here so I'm, I won't continue but that's that's what it seems to me and Ross says the wearing effect will continue because as the the contact continues then this effect of residing in sixth density and coming back to third density provokes this this effect of just feeling um, tired here in this density it's not tired as as a being in general just here in third density Ra says in this sphere and I believe they're talking about the physical energies at this point because they're saying not to be confused with the physical energies which have to do more with the physical activity of uh, the daily round of activities um, Ra says in this sphere those things which are known already to aid the instrument will continue to be of aid which is everything that you're doing it's fine you can continue to do it to um, to preserve the physical energy Ra says you will however notice the gradual increase in transparency of the vibrations of the instrument which is a beautiful beautiful effect of course of being able to uh, reside in sixth density in the way Carla was doing it like I said this this effect is also part of meditation I it Ra doesn't say it here but this is just me saying it so take it with a grain of salt um, I just want to create that bridge into the tendency that the mind will have and say oh I wish I could reside that in sixth density so I can become become more transparent but these are not the only ways to become a transparent being which is what Ra is re referring to here that transparency of being um, this happens as you gradually become more aware of who you are which is my uh, my own direction and my own path is to become transparent automatically by residing in your own being this is the here and now what Eckhart Tolle talks about uh, what 
Uh, Rupert Spiro, of course, is more than anybody in my life, has an affinity with one I, I, I teach and I talk about. Uh, Muji, Aaron Apke talks about this in part of his program, which is the I am. Um, many people in the past have talked, I mean, this is, this is the mystical path in general. So you become more transparent and do you have to meditate for hours and hours? No. Uh, meditation is something that we do because we enjoy and we love out of this realization. But meditation does not lead to realization of this. It's something that happens at any moment and you don't have to uh, progress towards that because you already are that. So I just wanted to mention that that transparency of being is available to all of us from the simple recognition of who we are. Okay, but Carla, part of this effect was to become more transparent. Um, and Don is going to ask a little bit more about this. In question five, Don says, I didn't understand what you meant by that last statement. Would you explain? And Ross says, weariness of the time-space nature may be seen to be that reaction of transparent or pure vibrations with impure, confused, or opaque environs. That's beautiful. So, uh, again, take it with a grain of salt, because this is just my interpretation, as you have been warned over and over again. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of things here. Let's make the connection between weariness. Weariness for us is something that it's taking as negative. We don't want it. Uh, and let me say that this, this is at everybody's discernment and judge, uh, judgment. It's up to you. If this is uh, a weariness that you are uh, inclined to get into, so it's part of, of this transformation of the spiritual path, or if you want to remain more, um, uh, more as the physical being that you are. You're not sacrificing, in fact, I shouldn't have said that. You're not sacrificing your physical being. It's just, it's, it has nothing to do with the, with the physical being. Uh, it's the experience, let's say. I'll give you an example so you can, you can know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a perfect example. So when you have, let's say all of you have had an emotion that is cyclical in nature, that repeats over and over. And once you get rid of, sounds a little bit too drastic to say that you get rid of it, but once you're able to transcend this reactivity in you, then you're becoming a lot more transparent, right? Um, that is the disassociation with the reaction. And you will find that a lot of people would say like, how come you're not reacting like this in front of this situation? And they would look at you as somebody who is weird or you you should you shouldn't be reacting uh, you know, with this specific view or uh, this calm uh, reaction, you should be enraged, you should be all these things, right? 
we can say poetically that they're trying to drag you into the emotive um, environment of third density. And even that is, is uh, it's kind of qualifying third density as something that is impure. Um, and I don't like that. I'm going to clarify a couple of these terms here because they um, they don't they don't do honor to what it's really happening in my view. But yeah, that's a good example. You see, you you get rid of these emotions or transcend them that reactivity that causes you to have those emotions, and so you are disconnecting yourself from that web of uh, reactivity and people and the environment in general. So you can call this the same effect. You know, the more you engage in this discipline of um, becoming more transparent, that's what it is. It's just you're not against or uh, you're not for any of these uh, things. Just become transparent to it. So that's the weirdness that to me Ra is talking about here when they say that uh, the weirdness of the time-space nature may be seen to be that reaction of transparent or pure vibrations with impure, confused, or opaque environs. So look at the two. Uh, if you segment this into two, you can see that um, we're trying to define this weirdness of time-space in which you, in essence, you know that the lessons of third density have passed on your own individual um, path because you see that all those things that used to cause catalyst to you are already processed so you become this um, um, more you become more the creator that's basically it and that that feeling of being uh, more in line with what is desires more experience, higher experience, let's call it. And that would be uh, ascension, if you will. So we can talk about this for a while. There's so much in here. But I just want to keep going with uh, the definition of these weirdness, weirdness of time space, which again, Ra describes, may be seen to be that reaction of transparent or pure vibrations of being, of simply being, against the contrast, this is the contrast, of impure, confused, or opaque environs. Now, before I wrap this up, let me also clarify some terms here and put it into context because I already see in, uh, in my own database of listening to people <laughs> express themselves um, about uh, third density or 3D, you know, people talk about uh, you know, that's just uh, 3D stuff. I don't I don't get involved in 3D stuff or I don't like 3D stuff. I'm tired of 3D stuff. 3D has become a dirty sort of uh, experience, you see. Uh, so I, I want, I can see how these words can be also used for that. So why would Ross say impure, confused or opaque environs? What is the purpose of third density first? The purpose of third density is confusion. Okay, so we want this. This is something desired by us, by the self, by the creator. 
it is by the separate self that is rejected, that is said, oh, there's confusion, I, I hate it, I, I want to go back to being a, a wanderer of sixth density and so on. This is the separate self talking, it's not the creator. So you have to be very careful to discern your thoughts and say, is this actually the creator saying this or is it a thought? Is it a thought pattern that is uh, just trying to escape this reality because it's trying to find peace somewhere else in another density because it's not here. 3D is not of peace. So I, I hear all these conversations about, oh yeah, 3D is all about the ego. So you got to get used to the ego and the ego, you can't get rid of the ego and all these things. These are separate self talks. <laughs> they don't deceive me. I can hear it. I can see that they, they're not in line with the rest of uh, the cosmic view of creation. You know, why, why would then the creator have 3D uh, or third density? And why would uh, most people say that this is, not most people, uh, all people, I would say, who are knowledgeable about, and I'm talking about high metaphysics here, they say third density, the human experience, is the most coveted experience by the creator. It's, it really is. And I've been saying it for a long time. I actually remember in the first year of uh, starting this podcast, I, I remember saying that at the beginning, and I confessed, at the beginning, I just, once I knew that there was an ascension and harvest and all these things, I said, I'm going to work towards that because that's, that's me. I need to save myself. <laughs> then I realized, like, who's trying to save itself? Uh, it didn't take me long. And... From that point, I started appreciating third density more. And I said, if I had to come back, I would come back over and over again, because this is way too much fun uh, from this perspective. But I do acknowledge that a lot of people are suffering from the um, unaware principle of third density. And I do acknowledge that I'm not trying to uh, dismiss it. But in any case, these words of impure, confused, and opaque environs are meant to describe the confused state, as Rod actually used that word, the um, mixed state of the human mind, of not knowing what is. Is it separation or is it unity? That's the choice, isn't it? So. Uh, the, these are the, um, the elements that describe our third density. These are the elements that are part of the experience of being a human. If we didn't have these elements, then we would be very dull humans, people in general. Why? Because the veil wouldn't exist and we would go back to pre-veil conditions where experience was boring, potential was huge but experience was boring as Ra described so these impure confused what is impure impure in our let's take away the religious definition of something that is tainted something that has been tarnished by uh, the sensuality of um, and even Buddhists will talk about this you know as, you have to be pure, pure this way. And that's, that's not 
true. <laughs> there is no impurity uh, of avoided, disgusting, and then there is the purity of the divine and all of this. It means this. If you are confused, then that is an impurity of sight. Your awareness is impure. Pure awareness is knowing what is. Knowing yourself. That's why you'll see me and hear me say this a million times until I die, is knowing yourself. Is If you know that you are the knowing element of this reality, that is the most pure vision you can have. So impurity in this third density is about the natural state of confusion or darkness that um, prevents awareness to see itself for what it is. And it confuses itself with a separate self. So you see, that is the impure part, the opaque. See, opaque is not uh, something dirty. Opaque is not something uh, terrible that we should avoid because on, on, on the bottom is all this hell that we should avoid and at the top is this heaven that we should reach. No, that's, that is a, a wrong interpretation. Uh, and I say this with, with all my heart, that is a wrong interpretation of what purity is. Purity is about you knowing what is. And like I said, I'm not dismissing that this is not true for, uh, for the majority of people on earth. And I can see the suffering that is generated by this confusion. But this is the, uh, the intended meaning of Ra. So to wrap it up, like I said, the weirdness that is experienced in this recognition of, of, of the full awareness of the self, especially in sixth density, these experiences uh, create contrast with third density. Does this mean I don't want to live anymore? I'm getting weary of life? It depends on you. That may be. I don't know. But in my experience, this has strengthened my desire to live in this world, to enjoy every single aspect of it, because I know that this, this is what the whole cosmos was created for, everything else. Uh, Ra talks about the other densities as etiolated, which means pale, weak. In terms of experience, there is not much in there. You see, sure, there may be a feeling of divinity and uh, what else may be described, pure love and so forth. And, you know, those, it's not like this is the most important experience. Every experience has its equal or is equal. Um, but I'm trying to, because third density has been actually um, so... <laughs> Uh, so diminish in spiritual talk, I'm trying to elevate it. So um, that, that's all I'm doing. I'm not saying that 3D is better than 4D or whatever these you want to put out there. Um, I'm just saying that I, I'm going to go in favor of 3D because it has been trampled on so much and it needs to be equal to the others. All right, let's move on. In question six, Don says, 
Is there any of this effect upon the other two of us in this group? And Ross says, this is quite correct. So Don follows up and says, then we would also experience the uninterrupted wearying effect as a consequence of the contact. Is this correct? Ross says, the instrument, by the very nature of the contact, bears the brunt of this effect. Each of the group group uh, of the support group, by offering the love and the light of the one infinite creator, in unqualified support, in these workings and in energy transfers for the purpose of these workings, experiences between 10 and 15 percent, roughly, of this effect. It is cumulative and identical in the continual nature of its manifestation. So, uh, Don is asking, are me and Jim also having this effect? And Ross says, yes. And then Don asks something that I don't remember. <laughs> um, then we would also experience uninterrupted wearing effect as a consequence. So the three of them will experience, right? Don is now becoming aware that him and Jim will also feel this effect. And Ross says, of course, yes, you will. And they explain that, first of all, Carla was the one that was taking the brunt of the effect. This manifested in all the different ways that we see. And yeah, especially especially that crystallizing effect that Carla felt. I think that was, that was very noticeable in her. Um, okay, each of the support group, which is Don and Jim, by offering the love and the light of the one infinite creator, in unqualified support in these workings. So by doing that, uh, that offering of love and light of the one infinite creator to the, to the contact, in essence saying that their desire, their pure desire and um, desire to serve into the contact, that would create part of this effect but also the energy transfers for the purpose of these workings. So it is, I can just summarize this as your dedication to this contact and to want to create this dynamic of conversation does produce uh, this effect. Now they give a percentage, which is interesting. I don't know what to do with this percentage, but they say between 10 and 15% of the effect. Would that be of the total effect? Uh, is that 10, 15 for both of them? So 20 to 30% or individually or uh, combined? So 5 to 7.5%. I don't know. I'm, I love numbers. So these are the questions that come up to my mind when I read things like this. So I don't know. But Ross says it is cumulative and identical in the continual nature of its manifestation. So just like Carla will continue um, feeling it's cumulative, meaning that, yes, if they would have stopped at five sessions, then of course, no more of these, this effect would happen. Um, it's almost like meditation. Meditation is cumulative as, uh, as well. You cannot take away what you have done in meditation. This is why um, I, the Confederation in one of the channelings, several of them, I think, they say, don't 
trying to measure the progress of meditation. What happens in meditation happens of itself. You don't have to measure anything. And in fact, I would say that your desire to want to know what happened in meditation, did I progress, am I advancing, that would diminish the effect of meditation. Uh, or, it's not diminished, but uh, prevent. Mm. Yeah, I, I hope you, you see what I mean. It's not that it's going to diminish what you did already. It's just that we'll slow down whatever it is that you created. Um, I feel like that's not, that's not exactly what I want to say. Worrying about what you did in meditation or what happened in meditation simply uh, takes you away from meditation. Let's put it that way. Um, so the effect doesn't last that long because you're worrying about your meditation. So yeah, it's, it's a cumulative effect as well. Okay, let's move on. Don says, what could be the result of this continued wearying effect after a long period? Ra explains, it's a rather long answer. You ask a general query with infinite answers. We shall overgeneralize in order to attempt to reply. One group might be tempted to, and thus lose the very contact, which caused the difficulty. So the story would end. Another group might be strong at first, but not faithful in the face of difficulty. Thus the story would end. Another group might choose the path of martyrdom in its completeness and use the instrument until its physical body complex failed from the harsh toll demanded when all energy was gone. Let me finish reading. Ra continues and says, this particular group at this particular nexus is attempting to conserve the vital energy of the instrument. It is attempting to balance love of service and wisdom of service. And it is faithful to the service in the face of difficulty. Temptation has not yet ended this group story. So, yeah, let's stop here and analyze this. So, first of all, uh, allergies are terrible for me this year. Well, there always are, but this is the time of the year that I feel this constant uh, nuisance in my nose. Thank you, Pollen. Anyhow, I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Um, not being affected too much by this beauty of spring. <laughs> that your eyes, your nose, and your lungs or throats are not very grateful for. <laughs> if you're affected like me. Alright, in any case. Um, Ra says, you ask a general query with infinite answers, of course. Like, what would happen? I love that Ra always emphasizes this. Because Don's question is, what could be the result of this you know it's like saying what could be the result of me meditating um, for a long time but in this case they're talking about the um, what would happen in 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 this continuous uh, contact because we're talking about the contact with Ra and the wearing effect that is happening because of the contact and so Ra says 
that one group may be tempted and then lose the contact. This is something that was kind of discussed as well. There's a parallel here when Ra talked about the, the attempts that the negative entity, the fifth density negative entity was um, was trying to uh, to do with the group and those were basically to terminate finish the contact right so it, it wanted to accelerate this uh, this process of uh, of the contact so it ended and so this one is the one of the possibilities is that the group will be tempted and yeah after that uh, lose the very contact which caused the difficulty so yep that's it it would end no more problem no more weirdness another group might be strong at first but not faithful in the face of difficulty so um, give up and not be tempted in this case but just give up because like I said, I think it was very commendable that Carla, Don, and Jim, uh, in spite of, uh, or despite the, the difficulties that they faced, which was literally Carla possibly dying <laughs> in, right there in where she was laying down, and they just continued. So they were faithful in the face of difficulty and continued. So that's not them. That would be another group. Then another group might choose the path of martyrdom in its completeness, which was it's something that they were probably going to do if Ra didn't warn them about, or they were. It's not Ra. They they were a little curious too about you know Carla's health and so on. And so Ra was able to give him some, give them some, some indications there, and that's where they mostly uh, infringe on free will. Ra, when they had to give some information about Carla now and then, and just to maintain the contact because they were grateful as well of the contact. So, but yeah, martyrdom would just, in essence, deplete the the body complex of the instrument, and that's it. And once it dies, then the contact is gone, and that's it. That that would end. Then Ra says that this particular group. Um, is attempting to conserve the vital energy of the instrument, which they did. And they're also attempting to balance love and wisdom, in essence, their service. Um, love of service and wisdom of service. And it's faithful in the service, uh, to the service of, and it is faithful to the service in the face of difficulty, which I mentioned already. They, they weren't um, affected, in essence, by by the, the difficulties that I had to, to face. Temptation has not yet ended this group's story, which um, Ra also talked about. They just didn't care about the temptations that were offered. So finally, Ra says, we may not know, we may not know the future, but the probability of this situation continuing over a relatively substantial period of your space time is large. The significant factor is the will of the instrument and of the group to serve. That is the only cause for balancing the slowly increasing weariness which will continue to distort your perceptions. Without this will, 
the contact might be possible, but finally seem too much of an effort. So, Ra covers their, their backs and say, we don't know the future, but it seems like the probability of this situation in the, this dynamic continuing is large. Um, now, what is large? We don't know. Were they wrong? Because when did this end? Uh, this was March 1982, and I think the contact ended somewhere around the midst of 1984, so a couple of years. Were they able to see it? Probably not. Um, Ra wasn't keen on trying to predict anything. So, in any case, a significant factor is the will of all of them to serve. That is the only cause for balancing the slowly increasing weariness, which will continue to distort your perceptions. Um, it's interesting that they say that the weariness can, uh, distorts perception. And so these perceptions align. I feel like there is, there is a level or uh, degree of integration that is needed in, in this... Um, in this effect, once is felt by my people. Um, I don't know how they dealt with this, and yeah, even let me not go there. This just speculation. Without this will, uh, without this will, the contact might be possible, but finally seem too much of an effort. So yeah, where you put your attention, that's where your energy goes, and. That is equal here, um, equally important. So, will and faith, once again. I love that will and faith are always present in, in these uh, indications. But all right, let's move on. Okay. We're in question nine, right? Yes. So Don says in question nine, the instrument would like to know why she has a feeling of increased vital energy. Ross says, we leave this answer to the instrument. And Don says, she would like to know if she has an increased sensitivity to foods. And then Ross says, this instrument has an increased sensitivity to all stimuli. It is well that it that it use prudence. So, um, why Ra didn't answer the question of why she felt uh, increased vital energies? I don't know. But they, I guess they wanted Carla to know to figure it out for herself. They would normally answer that question, I think, but they didn't. So, I'm not sure why not. And then um, Don asking about her sensitivity to foods, and Ross says that she is she has an increased sensitivity to all stimuli, and that is important that she uses prudence. And I think this has to do mostly with the configuration of uh, Carla's mind, which was she was sensitive to a lot of things. We know this. We we know that some people are tougher um, than other people. Others, of course, are more sensitive, so 
everybody should just pay attention to what they have and what they are. Um, this is probably a good invitation for people to have that discernment of their own uh, manifested self, what they are. And of course, to see, see that in others, to respect that in others. Uh, you don't have to make people tough or uh, weak them out for some reason because they're too, they're too tough. So we're always trying to, to balance with some sort of judgment. Uh, and that's, that's not an appreciation. You know, people are either flowers or trees. It doesn't matter. It's nature. That's what they are. You appreciate them and you don't tell the flower that it needs to be stronger. <laughs> you don't tell the tree that it must have petals. You know, although some trees do have it. But anyway, anyway, um, that's all I'm going to cover for today because we're nearing the hour and the next, the next part is going to be um, part of the, the body's cycle in the archetypical mind. So we're switching topics here and I don't want to do it at the end of this episode. Conclusions. I think I want to end with the refresher on the the view of our third density which is something that let me make the acknowledgement that the state of confusion in which the human is naturally is it's great and the suffering is equal to that confusion because we only suffer when we're confused when we know we don't suffer so how much do we need to know is the question how do we end this suffering um, i read a comment the other day on my spanish channel somebody saying that um, all that non-duality and um, becoming the creator and all of that was fine for um, for for other densities and so on. In this third density, we're here. It, it's this sentence that I keep hearing, and so it interests me because this sentence puts the person. Um, at that level of, um, I can I can be I can be safe in this dual manifestation of good and good and evil. Um, the only thing that feels safe there is the ego, but the nature of the ego is dissatisfaction. So again. I don't, I don't feel that I think everybody wants this dissatisfaction to end but there is a, a strong pull by conditioning of the mind to remain there so of course free will is important here and everybody needs to know when they are ready to transcend that ego and to see beyond the duality as a sort of matrix for for your own self but one of the things that i i 
at least want to contribute is that that view that third density is dirty that third density is is bad that we um we're suffering here so we can eventually transcend this is what keeps the wheel of becoming turning and far for me to say that it, it should end in fact it should never end because there is no real entity suffering there the suffering is part of the experience i wouldn't even say enjoyment of the creator the creator is so neutral and has no idea of what it's experiencing it simply is experiencing it's not being affected it's not being traumatized if we take away all our human features from the creator you begin to see a little bit more what the creator really is so this is i guess this is a delicate topic because it is true that some people are suffering and they um their their suffering creates even a higher inability to see beyond their suffering so uh, the people who are interested in this path then yeah it, it's more about getting in touch with that beingness and realizing that all is well don't take it for granted don't take it from somebody who talks on the internet or whoever else you listen to experience it yourself know it yourself then you can become free all right now at the end of this video um before i end i want to invite you to my patreon um i if you like this podcast and you've been listening to this all this while and you want to support my continued work not only on this podcast but the other uh, episodes that i'm putting out outside the law of one and within the law of one then please consider joining my patron which you can always find in the description of any platform you're listening to this and why because i'm also creating a space there in which this discussion can be created it's not only to support my work, which is something that I highly appreciate because I like to continue doing this. And the more support I have, then the more I can create. And this has been true for a while. And I want to continue doing this. So that's one way for you to do it. I would highly appreciate that. Once you join in, send me a text. You can find the messaging um, function there in Patreon. I'm not sure how it works on, on mobile, but on on PC you can find it and it should be there. So consider subscribing to Patreon. I'll leave, like I said, the description. In the description there is a link. And if you're interested, of course, in knowing more about what I do personally in mentoring or coaching, go to my Instagram and DM me there. That's where I have all of that organized. You know how I love my organization. So I would highly appreciate that. Thank you for considering it. And I have nothing else to say, but be well, be safe, and I'll see you in part two of session 81.